is The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. I'm your host, Paul Parisi. And I'm Jacob Young. On The Edge of Innovation, we talk about the intersection between technology and business, what's going on in technology, and what's possible for business. Well, today I'd like to welcome Paul Rush from Substantial. Now, Paul, you're in Seattle today because one of your offices is there, or is that what you nor- where you normally are? Okay, and what, what is Substantial? Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. So do you have specific technologies that you sort of, if I'm looking for a Java shop, or is it not really a shop kind of thing? Who is your typical client? What do they look like? Are they entrepreneurs or are they companies that are already in the market and they just want somebody that's reliable? Cool. So now, do you have a specific technology bent, or are you agnostic, or how does that work? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Are there any products that you can publicly rave about that you've been involved with, or are those uh, all confidential? Oh, cool. Yep. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Well, that's cool. So you have we have you to thank for our mobile exploding kittens. So now, how long have you been substantial? Now, where is substantial in its growth, in its its maturity? If you know, is it a teenager? Is it a child? Is it a mature company? Where is? How old is it? Thank you. 
Okay. It's one of many things that are so very important. So you you would characterize yourself as a serial entrepreneur. So we've got one substantial. What what other companies have you have you started over the years? So now, sort of, we're going to jump around a little bit, but I think it'll make sense. So let's lo- sort of rewind. And, you know, when you were 10, what was your dream job? What did you think you were going to be when you grew up? Or, or 11, <laughs> you know, within a couple of days, you know. Well, when was, do you, do you want to share when that was? opaque right well what yeah. I, so what, what was your first computer that you were actually so you you said you were at the close of the Commodore 64 era so what were you using what were you, what was the computer that you were playing okay Well, what prompted, how did you get that? I mean, who, who identified, was it that, oh, we need to get Paul a computer because he's geeky or just because kids need a computer? What was the impetus to get that computer into your hands? Right. Uh-huh. 
so you you really enjoyed it and it was i mean i'm speaking from my own experience it was all just this is the coolest thing in the world i've never seen anything like it Well, it, is that in retrospect, or did you actually feel that or detect that at the time or identify it? Really? Okay, that's... Mm-hmm. Cybersecurity is critical for today's businesses. Savior Labs is a Boston cybersecurity firm that cares for your business and your team. We solve problems so you can focus on what you do best. Just follow the link in the show notes and enter code SECURITY for more information. Uh, I will I will say something that's very embarrassing, but I was at the Mac World where Netscape came out of the closet, and honestly. They were in a corner of Moscone Center in San Francisco, and they had a huge booth. And I was one of the people who walked around there and said, yeah, so what is this going to do for me? And it was it was just not, it was like, okay, so I can connect to other computers. There was networking and stuff at the time. The content wasn't, the perception of the content wasn't there. And I was obviously completely wrong, and that's why it's embarrassing, but... You know, it's sort of like that's so what I'm I'm pointing out is you really had an insight and wisdom as a 15 year old kid to say there's something more than just the wires connecting us. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. I was talking about mosaic, actually, yes. So I said the same thing. So that's interesting. So you, you identified it, though, as a connection medium. Um, right. Okay, so you're 14. I know you have an affinity for music. Were you playing an instrument or did you just love music? So, and was that a... Was was that put upon you, or is that something you took to? Okay, cool. Hmm. Right. 
Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. We have a, a son who took piano lessons and actually showed some affinity for it. But his parents, me and my wife, were a little bit too encouraging of it. And he he wanted to quit as quickly as he could. I agree. That is a that is a key opportunity for innovation is how parents nurture their kids in music or in talents and things like that. Because, uh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's explore that. I mean, you know, because I'm naturally wired to learn. I just love to learn. One of my brothers has a joke that whenever their family was talking about something and they said, oh, you know, what about this? this? Oh, why don't you just call your brother Paul? You know, and because I would have some opinion about it. Not that I'm like this rocket scientist or anything, but I just have this insatiable curiosity about everything. I'm not sure what my parents did. I don't know if it's genetic. I don't know if it's learned. But I've recently just started teaching an innovation course at one of the universities here in Boston. And I am struck by the lack of motivation. So I'd, I'd be interested in your thoughts on that because you can lead a horse to innovation, but you can't make him do it. Right, but you have experience. Why are you interested? Sure. Right. Well, I don't know. I, I do recall hearing my parents were very, if I showed interest in something, they did everything they could to encourage it. So if it was electronics, oh, let's get him with one of the local electrical engineers and have him talk to them. Or, oh, you want to take apart a radio? Here's a radio to take apart. You know, whatever it was, it was coin collecting. Oh, let's introduce you to the coin collectors, the stamp collect, same thing. What, whatever it was that I showed an interest in, I, I remember... I showed an interest in wanting to play football and they dutifully took me to football practice and I just said, this is not worth it. <laughs> so that was very affirming of me in saying that this is interesting. So one of the things I'd be interested to get your feedback on this, I'm actually working on a book that, that's talking about the concepts of work and leisure. And what I've learned in the research is that leisure is a relatively new concept. Traditionally, you had agrarian economy where people had to work most of the day and didn't have much time for leisure as we define it. And as, as we've moved into the 20th and 21st century where we have this different levels and scales of economy, you have people that are given time where they have nothing to do. And now, I fill that up with learning and stuff like that. But a majority of people, it seems like, 
leave that to do nothing. And it's almost like everybody's working for the weekend, to quote 38 Special. I think it's a placebo effect of, you know, sort of the, what is it, sedation of the masses, you know, you know, sort of like, well, okay, you know, have your leisure time, you know, basically unplug and shut, shut off, you know, or uh, disconnect and, and shut down. And there seems to be a, a stratification in society of people who don't do anything that is self building oneself up. They just want to, hey, I got to work so I can celebrate for the weekend. Mm-hmm. No, but it's on my list. Mm-hmm. Right. In some ways, it's Wally. So you're 15 years old, you love computers, you're getting back into music. Did those two things synergize together and all? Okay. What instruments did you play? Okay. Cool. So now you decided, I would imagine, at some point that you're going to go to school. Did you go to college? And what were you going to be? Mm-hmm. 
We've been talking with Paul Rush today of Substantial, and he's been joining us from Seattle. And we've had a great conversation about both entrepreneurship and innovation and businesses he's been in. Be interested in feedback from our listeners, you know, other areas you might like us to explore, you know, whether it be science fiction or people problems or things like that. Well, thank you for coming on, and I'm sure we're going to invite you back. Absolutely. The Edge of Innovation is brought to you in partnership with Savior Labs. Savior Labs exists to help businesses mature and strategize for the future. Learn more about Savior Labs at SaviorLabs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. For the show notes and more information about Paul, please visit paulparisi.com. The Edge of Innovation is produced by Jacob Young in conjunction with copious amounts of coffee. Music on today's episode was from bensound.com. Paul can be found on Twitter at pdparisi and on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash pdparisi. This episode, like all our episodes, is transcribed and available at paulparisi.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.